0: Welcome everyone to the High Vibe Podcast. I am so pumped for today's guest. I have Kento Moriguchi. Did I pronounce that right? I should have asked you before. Yeah, that's perfect. Okay. Gucci. It's the (laughs) Japanese in me. All right. He is a fourth year college student studying health, exercise, and sports sciences at the University of Pacific in Stockton, California. The university actually reached out to him recently to be featured in their website as an outstanding student. And he got to feature himself in his element doing shuffling and cutting shapes. And I'm going to link that in the show notes because it was an awesome video, Kento. So I can dive into so many things while I brought you onto the show, but I really just want to dive into your story. So would you do me a huge favor and introduce yourself, anything that you want to share with the audience, and also just talk about your journey of shuffling, cutting shapes, how you got into it, to where you are now, where you're actually teaching one-on-one lessons as well.
1: All right. So uh, hi, everyone. My name is Kento. You can call me Kento Baby. Um, So it all started in freshman year. I remembered my brother telling me about like house music and shuffling, Melbourne shuffling and jump style and whatnot. I was probably on my phone, like watching some YouTube videos in my dorm room. This was the day moving out. So I was like packing up stuff and getting ready to leave out of my dorm. And then I go, huh, why don't I just start? So I went out into the hallway um, and my my roommates across the hallway were watching me dance. And they're like, are you shuffling? I was like, yeah, I'm trying to. So that's kind of where it all started. I still have that footage. It's on my Instagram as well but uh, that was the first time I started shuffling, and it just took off from there. Um, That summer vacation, I was working as a pole monitor um, at the clubhouse in my brother's neighborhood, Um, and then I was dancing (laughs) full-time. I was, like, pretty much shuffling, doing a running man, doing the T-step, doing the Charleston, just drilling it every day, like, pretty much almost every day for more than two hours, I would say. I was super addicted, and then it just took took off from there. Um, It started off as a hobby, definitely, like, just to be, like, fit. I stopped playing soccer and I got into playing more volleyball during college. I love volleyball. I absolutely love volleyball.
0: Oh my gosh. If you're ever in SoCal, we need to play.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And so, you know, shuffling is a good cardio workout and that definitely like replaced, you know, soccer. And so doing that, it was a good workout. It was definitely a way for me to just get outside and do something just, than just staying inside. Um, And then eventually I I got really stuck into the idea that I can push myself you know, to my limits to see how far I can go with like, improving personal growth. And like, of course, that growth mindset, I was, able to, I was able to build that as time went on. Um, and of course, when I made the Instagram account, it was just a way to track my progress. I didn't want to like, put myself out there and showcase what I had. It was definitely a way to keep myself inspired, um, encourage myself to keep going and to always remind myself where I was starting. Um, because I felt like I was always getting caught in that rut of like, oh, I am not improving. I suck, I'm not improving. I've been practicing for three weeks. I've been doing the T-step for three weeks and it's not doing any better. I'm like, maybe I should just quit. And I go back to my Instagram, I'd be like, wow, I've actually improved over the past three months so maybe I should keep going. Um, And so a year went by and I made my account public. That's when I started following more people, let people follow me. And then more recently when quarantine started, That's when I started putting myself out there more. I started a YouTube channel, started teaching online, um, as well as putting myself out there with competitions. The connections I've made has been unreal. Um, And of course, along the way, I realized that maybe I could share some wisdom and the value of having a a growth mindset. So that's kind of where I'm at right now is just wanting to put a smile on people's faces with whatever video I can.
0: <laughs> I love that so much. There are so many things where I was just like, yes, yes, amen. Um, because <laughs> I've been shuffling for a little over a year and a half. So you've been about three years, three over three years now.
1: Two and a half years.
0: There th- three and a half? Two and a half. Oh, two and a half years. Two and a half years. That's insane. So <laughs> oh my gosh. Like you're you're literally like a pro. So that's kind of where I was. And I when I first started a year and a half ago, I I already had that growth mindset from a lot of personal development, running my own business and realizing that everyone has a starting point and everyone starts as a beginner and realizing that what you can do right now doesn't define what you can do in the future. Right. And, and that is huge for me when it comes to shuffling and cutting shapes and footwork and dance and all of those things as well. And I see a lot of people compare themselves in their day one, their month one, month three to someone else's year two, year three, and be like, I could never do that. And I think the most inspiring thing, and I'm so glad that you tracked your progress from the beginning, Mm-hmm. because the most inspiring part to me is when you go see all these people that you admire that you think that are amazing and they're like so talented and then you go back to where they started and you're like oh like they were a beginner too like they just put in the work they kept on believing themselves they started drilling the fundamentals and kept on practicing and through time they started to build their skill set and progress. And that to me is like some of the most inspiring parts is like seeing where people started. And I always like to share that every once in a while on my feed to let people know being like, Hey, I was a beginner too. And, and same with you. So I would love to see some of those beginner footage videos. Cause I, I think that is the most inspiring part because it shows all of the hard work that you've put in. So I'm really curious where you got this growth mindset from, because I don't think that it is like common knowledge or common thought for a lot of people. I think a lot of people beat themselves up. They think that they're only capable of what they're capable of, which obviously if you have that type of mindset, none of us would be walking, right? Like we never, we didn't come out of the womb like walking or running or anything like that. So I wanna hear where you got this growth mindset. Did it come from your family, from books, from thought leaders? Like when did this start to de- develop and was it before you started to get, getting into dance or was it during?
1: That's a really good question. Um, I would say there's a few factors. One of, them being, one of them being I just have a really competitive mindset. I love being competitive. And with this growth mindset, it's just wanting to be competitive with myself, wanting to be better than I was a month ago, a year ago, um, or even yesterday. So when I was in high school, I played a lot of sports. I was a super athletic guy who played soccer, basketball, volleyball. And so that you know, athleticism got me into, like, sports and competing with other people and just trying to be the best and to win, mm-hmm. you know, games and stuff like that.
0: I'm so that- competitive, too, so I totally understand. <laughs> <laughs> I get you.
1: <laughs> I, can kind of, I can kind of taste that. Yeah. I <laughs> definitely carried on from high school up until college, and then I played club soccer a little bit, and then I played club volleyball. Um, and then in club volleyball, my junior year and senior year, I became the men's club volleyball president. And taking on the responsibility meant a lot for me in terms of like being responsible, resilient, and having the right mindset to carry the team um, throughout the season. And what that meant was to reevaluate, you know, kind of who I am as a person and how I want to interact with my friends who are also my teammates. So kind of respecting them on and off the court with school, but also wanting them to be dedicated to the sport, you know, volleyball. So Mm -hmm. definitely um, having those leadership roles has definitely helped me develop the growth mindset another thing is um, online motivational speakers and like public figures so I don't know if you guys have heard like Simon Sinek
0: yeah I guarantee you probably all of them <laughs> 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 throw it throw at me I am on here. I love Simon Sinek his TED talk yeah, is amazing
1: yeah, the yeah. Talks and he goes on a lot of people's shows and just talks about whatever it is um, especially mm-hmm. his, his ideas and his viewpoints of like people right now um um I don't really know how to say it I guess like teenagers right now versus um teenagers back then like how people interacted it's different just because mm-hmm. technology now. Mm-hmm. Um, and then with Jay Shetty um it's kind of cliche quote like you become what you see you become what you think it's very true so when I'm on Instagram scrolling I like to see Jay Shetty's posts I like to see people's posts that inspire me and give me like have a positive impact on myself and definitely Jay Shetty he's always sharing positive vibes positive quotes Um, his experiences his bad experiences good experiences and reminding people how to you know tackle those obstacles and definitely being on his Instagram um, following him has definitely helped me with my growth mindset.
0: I love that. Simon Sinek and Jay Shetty. Is there anyone else that have that, you know, motivational thought leaders that have inspired you? Or are those the two main influential ones?
1: Those are definitely two main ones. And there are a few Instagram pages that, you know, post quotes daily. Mm-hmm. i them right off the top of my head, but there are a few I, I follow there as well.
0: I love that. When did you start? Like, when did you discover them? Because you're a senior in college. I know for me personally, I didn't, even think about personal growth or having a growth mindset at all in college and do are your peers kind of on that same thought thought wave and thought level or not quite maybe some i'm very curious because i you're you're young you're so young and i love it
1: (laughs) i definitely would say that um with my family especially my brother my brother is definitely has a work ethic going on over there that i respect and didn't understand at first like why he was so serious and you know really devoted to working and stuff like that and I over to over time I started to understand a little bit of why um, he has this very focused work ethic he says he has mama mentality I don't know if he has mama mentality but he says he does and definitely that that has influenced me in some ways um, throughout the years in college to focus more on academics when I could do be doing other stuff so Um, Definitely. That's one thing, but I honestly don't remember how I came across a lot of these Ted talks and Jay Shetty on Instagram just somehow came across. (laughs) it
0: It was the universe putting it in front of you and it just happened. That's how I feel. My first dose of personal development was I was really into Ted talks when I was in college and I loved watching Ted talks. And then I remember one time Tony Robbins came on and gave his whole spiel about the six human needs and all of this stuff. And i was, and it just made me think differently. And I was like, huh, who is this Tony Robbins guy? And <laughs> then like, I like dove into it. I was like, Oh my gosh, my world changed mind blown. Like, and I just started finding other people that I really resonated with and their message. And, you know, their, their whole process on just, I feel like the mind is so powerful, you know, and, and, you really are what you think and you become your thoughts like and you be in your thoughts and your beliefs really start to define who you are and I think being very mindful about the thoughts that you're having and then being honest with it and realizing do I do I want to believe this thought or not is like very, very powerful because a lot of times we're not even aware of our own thoughts that we're having and they just start to define us. And we start to have thoughts like, I'm not good enough. I'm not smart enough. I'm not pretty enough. I'm not disciplined enough. I'm not talented enough. And like, that's not true. And it's a bunch of BS and it's all these limiting beliefs that are holding us back. So I love that you really immerse yourself in that personal growth world and translate it into shuffling and cutting shapes and all that stuff. Because I really think that that's huge. And that probably has a huge factor into why you've gotten so good is because you realize like you can be as good as you want to be, right? Like you just have to be believe in yourself and be willing to work for it, right? So I love that. And I wanted to talk about Instagram as well and Mm -hmm. your experience because I feel like it, I just got off an Instagram detox, which was amazing. Um, and it wasn't serving me like it used to in the past. And I noticed that it was really, really consuming me a lot more than I wanted it to, which is why I took that break. And I wanted to talk about your personal experience with Instagram and how you use it to, as a tool, you know, or if it's had any negative impacts on you, like comparison. I know for me, I definitely had a lot of comparisonitis or whatever when it came to Instagram because everyone's like showcasing their talents and everyone's on their own journey and so I just want to hear your thoughts on Instagram social media and its effects on us its effects on you and yeah take it away
1: (laughs) that's a really interesting topic because with social media there's so many different apps that you could be on right TikTok Instagram Twitter I don't know what else Snapchat Facebook um I don't know what else is popular nowadays <laughs>
0: YouTube I guess yeah
1: um I guess I could focus a little bit on TikTok and Instagram with TikTok I'm definitely on there just for you know um just for, for a little laugh um mm-hmm. there's definitely a lot of funny videos out there I like to share it with my friend Jason and we just send videos back and forth like hey check this video kind there's
0: of so many funny videos on TikTok <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> I love it so I'm I generally don't go on TikTok that often. If I'm wanting to stay there for a long time, I'll do that deliberately. Otherwise I try my best not to because it's definitely a dangerous place to be because once you start watching one video and you like it, you'll probably be on there for like two hours You won't even notice it. (laughs) Because
0: the feed real time will change based on what you're watching. Every time I open up the app, it's all dogs and puppies. That's like literally my entire feed is just cute dogs and puppies. And it's so addicting, but I love it. (laughs) I don't even have a dog. It's just funny.
1: (laughs) That's super duper.
0: Yeah, and, and I feel like TikTok, I don't use it as much for... Like, I didn't feel like I had any type of toxic relationship with TikTok, but Instagram and I go back and forth. How about you?
1: Um, Instagram, and definitely on there, like, almost 24-7 now, especially with school being over. I can definitely utilize it to put myself out there more often now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I definitely have heard a quote from Donovan, which was a quote from CC or Ciara. One of them told Donovan to consume less and to produce more and that's definitely mm-hmm. I'll focus on right now is to be spending more time behind the scenes either making a new youtube video or you know doing a podcast like this this is super duper awesome and you know creating something or you know contributing giving back to the community uh the best way i can apart from just commenting and um you know watching other people's videos that's definitely something i'm going do whenever but in my free time, I try to do my best to, you know, create and be creative.
0: Um, yeah, I love that. And that that's huge is create more, consume less. Um, and that's usually a principle that I follow for the most part. And when I noticed that it wasn't in balance, I was like, I need a break. And I created a bunch of content this last week. And now I'm like, well, I have so much now to post. So, um, yeah, so, I mean, it's it's a good problem to have, I guess, but Absolutely love that. And I wanted to ask as far as your journey with learning, you're very shapey. Would would <laughs> like I feel like you, you cut a lot of shapes? And for people, not everyone that's listening to this podcast is very familiar with the terms and terminology with shuffling versus shaping versus Melbourne versus jump style like house and all of this stuff. And I wanted to ask your personal experience because I know for me when I was learning, just went on YouTube tutorials mm-hmm. and there was like a million things. and I had no idea the different styles. And then you start to realize that you're like, okay, there's, there's different styles, there's different names for things. And I wanted to just kind of ask your own journey of teach, pretty much teaching yourself how to do all of the footwork that you do now.
1: Right. How was that
0: experience for you?
1: Um, I would definitely say in the first year when my Instagram account was private. So I didn't follow anyone or I followed my you know close friends from college and high school. And I not only had people in college and high school follow me and then Jasper dances was the one guy who shuffled that followed me and he would always comment on my videos and i would just ignore it be like who is this weirdo (laughs) 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 be like stop stop commenting (laughs) oh my gosh that's so funny Um, but yeah it was definitely not instagram that i was getting all the moves it was youtube uh definitely Mm -hmm. all these like old youtube videos back then they would have been like two or three years old now they're like seven or eight years old which is crazy because nobody i don't feel like anybody right now would go back to those videos and be like that's a really useful video um so a lot of these youtube videos would be like i'd be like how to shuffle you put it in and (laughs) in parentheses it would have cutting shapes and i was like whatever that means and when i've learned i know
0: i was like i don't know what cut shapes means but sure (laughs)
1: it's only more recently that i now understand that maybe for some people for me at least shuffling shuffle dancing are two terms that Mm -hmm. i use as an umbrella umbrella term for shuffle dancing okay Mm -hmm. and then under that there's jump style i would put melbourne and cutting shapes as the three big ones that's for me um i'm sure i could i could be mistaken i love for people to you know inform me about that but uh otherwise i don't know any of those like terms what i meant or like what it looks like i like
0: that terminology though i know that there's some confliction on terminology and what's correct and and stuff like that and I personally, I personally like that terminology. I like just call shuffle dancing as the umbrella. And then you have these different types of styles underneath. Um, but I know that not everyone agrees with that, but I like it, <laughs> like you got my approval. I feel like I might adopt that. Cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so you started Googling on YouTube or like, yeah, searching on YouTube videos and just teaching yourself new moves and then putting them in your own freestyles when you would practice.
1: Exactly. And most of the moves that I was learning um, were shapy moves um, and I didn't know they were shapy moves. I just <laughs> thought, they were I just, yeah, like, like running man. And, and so as time went on, definitely my inspiration um, dancers were Dance Jakey, Giroja, Anderson, Hovani, Xavi Shapes, Mark Torre. These are all guys from Spain. Spain, yeah. And UK. And so when my account was private, those were the only shuffle dancers I followed. And so okay. for me, shuffling was that.
0: Was shuffling shaping, was cutting, like cutting shapes cutting and-
1: shapes was shuffling. And I was like, that's it. Nobody else dances differently. Like I was like, oh, there's drum style, there's Melbourne. But I didn't watch those videos that often. So I just kind of brainwashed myself into thinking shuffling was just cutting shapes, which is kind of bad. But that's kind of where my style comes from is learning all those moves from them on YouTube. They have tutorials there as well, so.
0: Yeah, I love it. I love it. And you were just self-taught and resourceful. I mean, that's how how anyone pretty much learned before there was classes, before there was one-on-one lessons. I feel like because of quarantine, so many people started saying, okay, like, how can I give back? How can I share my skills and my knowledge with other people? And I see a lot of people teaching classes, creating courses doing one-on-ones, which is amazing. And I'm probably going to take one of your one-on-ones because I want to learn some more shapes and you are so good at them. So I will definitely hit you up on that. I, you guys, you should definitely check out Kento. He's amazing. (laughs) He's so freaking good. I I feel like I'm so mesmerized every time I see, I see shuffle (laughs) and cut shapes. I'm just like, he's so good. So I absolutely love it. I love your style. And which is why I wanted to bring you on because not just your style of dance, but the mindset behind it and having that growth mindset. And I wanted to ask kind of where, what are your plans for continuing to grow as an individual? I'm guessing you're going into your last year, you're in your last year of college or somewhere around there. Right. So what do you feel like is the next steps for you or things that you're looking at into your future?
1: So definitely when quarantine started and classes moved online, it was a perfect fit for me. Honestly, 2020 has been the year for me to spend more time with myself and spend more time with things that I'm passionate about, and which which was shuffling, shuffle dancing. So I got to spend more time creating content for YouTube, a YouTube channel, posting tutorials, podcasts, whatever that can be helpful for the community, um, as well as creating content on Instagram um, and collabing with people, meeting up with people in the Bay Area, all of that kind of stuff would have never happened with the pandemic. So I'm, de- I'm like, part of me is grateful that I was able to have those opportunities. Um, so definitely having that balance between doing things for shuffling and school is kind of where I'm at right now. So I have one more semester to go. As long as I can maintain my GPA, I should be set for grad school, but don't want to you know. <laughs>
0: you'll do it. You'll you'll get through it and you'll be fine. So you're looking at grad school after you finish your bachelor's? So yeah, I'm, I have a provisional acceptance
1: to a chiropractic school right now. Nice. And as long as I can send in my official transcript, I'm pretty much in it, so.
0: Nice. Amazing. I absolutely love it. So that's super exciting. You're kind of at that, that moment in your life where like big changes are happening and I I know we're in the middle of a pandemic still, but I always believe that you can choose to look at the positive of everything and you can always look at the silver lining and the good things that came out of it. And sometimes the best things come out of horrible situations, right? A lot of times when we look back at, you know, horrible situations, whether it's personal, whether it's global, great, great change happened. Whether it was a lesson, whether it was growth, whether it was, you became a stronger human, like. Good things always come out of it if you choose to see it that way. And I absolutely love that. So for people that, like your clients, I'm guessing, like one-on-one people that want to learn shapes and shuffling and stuff like that, do they ever run into those mindset issues where they feel stuck, where they feel like they're not good? And how do you kind of coach them through that mindset and having that growth mindset?
1: I've actually been very, um, what's the word? Blessed maybe (laughs) lucky. a lot of my students already have that growth mindset and I don't need to tell them or talk about the growth mindset of you know being you know dedicated and to be committed to practice often because they love dancing and so it's like it comes naturally for them when they're done with the lesson they're already dancing for another hour and then posting on Instagram so I love that amazing um but definitely there are some tips that i do give them on how to practice um those are some things that i feel like i can give value to them um definitely there are things that when you start off shuffling um when you're drilling some moves there are ways that you can drill it to be more effective than other ways so that's definitely Like what for instance (laughs) if you're trying to do a two count move um maybe not doing the two count move over and over again for 20 counts um instead just do it for four counts with a running man in the beginning so like a running man running man hit the move hit the move Um, and then pausing and then taking a break and then doing it again after you're well rested Um, what happens with doing the move over and over again for like two minutes over and over again what happens is you get tired fatigue and your body starts to remember how to do the movement when you're tired Um, and that's not exactly what you want to do it's definitely when your body is robust and you're very you know you're not out of breath or anything. That's when you want to learn to move. That's when you want to build good habits. And then you come back the next day and do it again when you're not tired again. Um, And you do that over time for a week and boom, you've got the the move learned. Whereas if you did it, you know, drill it over and over again, like 20 times, 30 times, and you're tired, maybe it'll take a little bit longer, but definitely short segments, I feel like it's more effective.
0: I like that. I think that's a great tip. Um, I wish I would have known that when I was learning new moves. <laughs> I feel like I just would do it until I'd get so frustrated and I'd be like, all right, we're going to come back tomorrow and I'm going to figure this out. Um, and I think also realizing that you can be doing the same move as someone else and it looks different on you. Oh, yeah. Like it looks different when you do it. That was a concept that I really had to realize was that when I was watching like Elena Cruz do a move, I did not look like her and I was doing the same move. And I was like, why don't I look like her? And I was like, my body type's different. I move a little bit different. And I think that's a beautiful thing about, you know shuffling and shuffle dancing is that people can be doing the same thing and look a little bit different. Everyone has their own little style. And I think that's something that everyone should embrace is like their own unique style, the way that their body moves and while also staying in integrity of the move, I think is is very important, right? There is a way to do it, but you might look a little bit different and that's okay. So that's great that you have a lot of you know your all your students and clients have been already having that growth mindset. and I'm not surprised because if they follow you and then they choose to take a class with you, they've pro- probably already gotten that dose of inspiration from kendo baby about having that growth mindset and realizing that it's okay to be a beginner and learn new moves and you will get better with time. And that was something that I definitely had. So, Diving, I I love this concept of having a growth mindset because it's something that I'm personally so passionate about. Mm -hmm. And I know that you were saying before you got into shuffling, you kind of already had that through experiences of personal leadership, through watching your brother, through thought leaders and motivational speakers. And when it comes to your journey with shuffling, I want to talk about those moments because when you first introduced yourself, you were saying how there was, you got in those lulls where you felt like you weren't growing and you got frustrated and you felt stagnant. And then you looked back and you are like, okay, I actually am growing. T- talk us through that because that is so relatable. And how did you kind of move through those, those times when you felt like you were stagnant and you weren't growing?
1: It's hard. Um, and believe it or not, everybody goes through this. If You see all these amazing shuffle dancers on Instagram and they started off with no dance experience like most people, believe it or not, they struggled too. They may not show it, right? People want to look strong. They want to look perfect on Instagram. That's absolutely fine with me. If that's what makes them happy, then do that. Um, But definitely everybody's gone through some sort, some form of struggle, whether it was physical or mental um, or even a spiritual thing, like shuffling can really affect you in a lot of ways. Yeah. You could be dancing one day and you're hitting all the moves, but you just feel absolutely awful. And you just want to like quit, and just give it up. That happens sometimes, you know, that, that even happens even right now, even when I can hit a lot of the moves, if I'm not feeling happy, I just be like, what is going on? But definitely with um, um, thinking more about my personal growth, I haven't had much of those days where I'm feeling down on myself. I definitely have been taking it easy on myself and just, you know, taking every second, like by every step and stuff like that. So, but definitely just understanding that there are going to be days where you don't improve and that is okay. Just so as long as like, for instance, if you look at a chart, um, there are going to be days you're going to be stagnant, but there are going to be days you're going to improve a little bit. And over time, it'll be like a growth. Um, That's the sort of thing I always believe in, that Mm -hmm. as long as you're putting the time into it, as long as you're practicing efficiently, and you're always trying something new and trying to do something that's challenging, you're going to see some growth. Um, And definitely that doesn't come just in days. Sometimes it could take weeks, it could take months. Mm -hmm. So definitely, I could definitely introduce some accounts that you could go follow right now that show their growth. Um, post videos even they're, when they're screwing up that kind of stuff inspires me and definitely I feel I like could encourage a lot of people to to continue I
0: love that yes if you could send that to me and I'll link it in the show notes that would be amazing any of those accounts and I think having grace like you said like just realizing that it's not necessarily like a perfect linear upward trend right there's going to be those days where you feel a little bit stagnant and for me personally I felt like I really saw my growth, not necessarily day to day or even week to week, but I saw my growth more so like month to month, like every couple months I'd be like, Oh, like I've definitely grown, but I I didn't see it day to day. And sometimes we want to have that instant gratification of feeling like you're growing every single day when Mm -hmm. it's not the case. And I've definitely still have those days where I'm like, I'm just not feeling it. Like, I'm just, you know, you're just like, not, feeling it and I want to ask if there's anything that you do like if if that period lasts longer than you want it to because sometimes it's just like a couple days here and there where you're like not feeling it and then you feel re-inspired sometimes it might last a little bit longer and I want to ask if there's anything that you do to kind of like help you get back into it kind of like out of that dance funk you know
1: um I guess for me it's to be accepting of it Um, if you feel terrible and you don't feel like dancing just don't do it um, take a break from it. Like nobody's gonna tell you to, you know, go back into shuffling. What are you doing? Why are you not dancing? It's all up to you, right? It's all up to yourself. So there have definitely been times throughout my journey I just didn't shuffle for two months straight. And that was because I didn't want to focus on shuffling anymore. I wanted to focus on something else. And taking your mind off of shuffling is definitely a great thing. For you, you did a detox off of Instagram, but you were still shuffling behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. Um, it could be the opposite. Maybe you want to take a detox from shuffling and stay on social media. That could be another thing. Um, but whatever, whatever um, fits your suits your belt. Um, if you want to, you know, cook. If you want to focus on cooking, then do that. Yeah. Whatever makes you happy, and come back to shuffling at your own pace. Um, it's definitely something that you want to practice consistently. But if you're not feeling happy, if you're not feeling it, nobody's gonna, you know punch you in the face for not
0: doing it. (laughs) Don't put the pressure on yourself and feeling like you have to. And I definitely agree with that. I feel like sometimes if you just look for inspiration elsewhere and do things that bring you joy outside Mm -hmm. of shuffling, you come back when you when you feel inspired to come back, like you almost come back with like this newfound like love and appreciation and gratitude for it. And you almost feel refreshed. You know, you're like, oh, like it feels good to be back. You know, Um, I know sometimes I feel a little bit rusty but I'm like just excited to be back in it. And I noticed for me, one thing that helps is sometimes just like finding inspiration elsewhere and like embracing that it's okay to be in a funk but like music to me is so powerful. And sometimes I'm like, I just need fresh new music to inspire me. And so like, I'll just like listen to new music and like find new stuff, make some new playlists, like, and just not dance to it, but just like find stuff that gets me so inspired. I'm like, okay, I have to go dance now. Cause it's so good. I don't know if you feel the same way. It sounds like you do about music.
1: I love everything that you're saying right now because it's so true. If you're, if you see, for instance, take Lala as your your inspiration. She could be your role model, but don't try to be Lala, right? Lala is Lala and you Mm -hmm. are yourself. You are your own beautiful self. And I would definitely tell you to just embrace that. You can definitely take some moves that she's doing, but like you were saying, when you execute them, it may not look like it. And Mm -hmm. guess what? Just some people just have different body types and it won't ever look exactly like it. So being accepting that you can you know, be inspired by people, but not trying to be them exactly is one thing. And definitely another thing is being connected to the music is so powerful. Like, I yeah. can't stress how important it is for me to be connected to music. So if an artist reaches out to me like, hey, can you please dance to my song? And I'll like repost it on my page and share it whatnot. I'm more than happy to dance to it, dance to it, only if I vibe to it.
0: Yeah, right. I, I agree with to, that. I
1: don't want to pretend that I'm enjoying it if I'm not enjoying it. So I'm honest with them. I say, this is a really great track you produced, but unfortunately I can't really vibe to it. So you're going to have to, I can introduce you to maybe three other shuffle dancers that maybe could vibe to it, so.
0: Yeah, I think that's super important. And and that's something that I've ran into too. It's like, if you're just not feeling it, like you can't, I can't force it, you know? And the music is so powerful. And I think that's what connects all of the different styles is that it really is so connected with the music you know um and that's kind of like the source that's the that's where it all starts is the music so thank you to all of the artists and all of the djs and all of the producers because if you weren't here we would not be dancing <laughs> so i'm so grateful for all the artists that continue to pr- just produce like just magic works of art that inspire us to move our bodies that inspire us and brings us joy it's so amazing. So uh, we are coming up to the end of the show. And I wanted to ask if there's any tips or any lessons that you want to share with my audience. You are the first male on my show by the way so huge shout out huge congrats really? That's, yeah that says a lot wow. <laughs>
1: Let's go. Really
0: huge. so I have, I have a lot of women i do have males that listen to the podcast as well um and i know a lot of people on this podcast that listen to this podcast regularly have started to get interested into shuffle dancing okay. but i hear a lot of the times they're like oh i just don't feel like i'm good enough i don't feel like i'm coordinated enough i have two left feet I'm too old, I'm too overweight. Like you hear all of these things start to come through and I'm just like, you can do it. Anyone can do it. I've seen all shapes and sizes, people that aren't dancers that aren't coordinated learn how to do this style of dance. If you you feel called to do it, you should do it. You know, If it's something that you feel excited about doing. But I wanted to ask as we close up this podcast episode, if there's any tips or lessons for people that are maybe just starting out on their journey, maybe they feel like they're not good enough they're, they're comparing themselves to someone like Lala, someone like you, you know, who's been doing it for a few years. What would you say to these people that are just starting out or want to dip their toes into this style of dance?
1: Um, I would definitely say not stay completely off of social media, but don't feel the need to have to produce a good video. See, that's where as soon as I focus on, oh, I got make a good video and impress everyone that's when my dancing falls off and then i'm not happy anymore so for me staying focused on yourself and not wanting to post you know a perfect video on on instagram is one really good mindset that you could have is not to be dancing for instagram but for yourself like do it for yourself um and maybe even get a family member to join with you. That's a really fun thing is when you're practicing with people, that's another way to keep yourself, um, I forget the word.
0: Just inspired and having fun, like making it fun where you can connect with people. You know, it's like a fun activity. Uh, I feel like sometimes when you do it alone, it can feel a little lonely sometimes, but when you do it with other people and you're learning new moves with other people, you can kind of feed off that energy. A little bit of both of you learning both of you having fun which is why i've been really loving collabs lately because i feel like you can feed off of each other's energy and it's just so much fun and i love what you said about not posting for other people you know and if you don't even have to post your feed. I do recommend that people record themselves though, because you're going to be really, really happy when you look back and see how far you've grown yeah. and, but you don't have to post it. Right. Or you can just do it in your stories and keep it in the highlights. That's what I did when I was learning to shuffle. I think my first three months, I didn't post anything to my feed ever, not one video to my feed. It's all in my stories because I, I was too scared to do it. I felt like I wasn't good enough and I was yeah. too embarrassed to do it. So if you feel like that, just keep it for yourself and do it for you. I think that those are some great lessons and great tips because yeah, like social media can be one of those things where you feel like it needs to be perfect to put out and just have fun with this journey. No, one's going to judge you. No, one's going to critique you. And if they do, I think that says a lot more about them than it does about you, you know? Yeah. Um, so, Kento, where can people find you if they fell in love with you as much as I did? Where can people find you? Where do you love to hang out? I will link all of your social handles below as well, but where can people find you?
1: Um, I'm pretty active on Instagram and YouTube right now. So on YouTube, it's just Kento Baby. And then on Instagram, Kento underscore baby. Mm -hmm. Um, TikTok, Kento Baby. And I think that's pretty much it.
0: Where did Kento Baby come from? Is this like a little nickname or something? I'm curious.
1: It's a nickname. Um, I guess when I turned three, four, five, like growing up, it was my childhood nickname, my relatives, my family called me Kento Baby. Um, and then there was a period of time for like 10 years, like middle school and high school, nobody called me Kento Baby. Came back to the United States and then my brother started saying it. And then eventually he was like, you should change your Instagram handle for your shuffle account to Kento Baby. I was like, no, but all my posts that tagged with "Kentucky" can be gone. I was like, whatever. Okay, let's just change it. So we changed it. And I'm glad we did because it has a good ring to it. It
0: does. (laughs) It it has a great ring to it. I absolutely love it. All right, you guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. And thank you so much, Kento, for coming on. This is an amazing podcast episode. And I will see you guys next week. (laughs) Thank you so much for tuning in and being a part of the High Vibe community. If you loved this episode, I would be so grateful if you could leave a review or take a screenshot and share it with a friend so more women can find this podcast. For more on me, visit Torinishino.com or find me on social media just by searching my name. Until next time, friends, live your High Vibe life.